0: Well, howdy there folks and welcome into Millennial Money. Thank you so much for joining us as always today. If you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. We do these videos each and every week. Tonight, we have a lot to talk about, okay? We gotta talk about Tesla stock. It had a roaring day today. We're gonna to talk about you know going all in Tesla stock. We're gonna talk about Bitcoin in this video. We're gonna talk about the Coinbase IPO. We're gonna talk about other stocks, other cryptos things that are going on interesting stuff that happened over the past week we have meet kevin with us andre jick and mr graham stefan and then myself jeremy lafave and so we've got a lot to get into gentlemen this is going to be a phenomenal time as always and look at kevin with the fancy camera work. (laughs) that's fantastic i can do do half Dude, that
2: man, looks I'm like a
0: swipe. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost disappeared. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. That is so cool. <laughs> Whoa. We all need a set like that, Kevin. Can you hook us up, man, and, and make it all a nice set like that? <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Oh, where where do we start, guys? I mean. Uh, I was just reading about the Coinbase IPO. I'm not sure if you guys are tracking that at all. And Andre- that was a great
3: video, Kevin. I like that yeah. breakdown that you did. Look oh, at I
0: watched
2: it.
3: Yeah. So, okay. So for anyone who missed Kevin's video, definitely go watch that video. It's great. He gives a breakdown of prices that he thinks it's good to buy. And the summary is, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm just going to give it away here. Well, sorry. Right. Kevin is going to load the truck if it's under 400. That's the, that's the number to aim for. Dude, Assuming this is
0: crazy. This yeah. is, this is nuts. Cause I what literally put their Yeah. Sorry. 80
3: 30 times 30. multiplier. Right. that was the PE right. ratio. what's, the, what's the valuation of
0: yep.
2: That? Yep. Yeah. What does that work out? Valuation wise,
3: 80 or a hundred billion, no, uh,
2: 400 is just over a hundred. It's like, what was it? That's like right. 110 or something like that?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. $120 billion. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dude, this is nuts. This is nuts because I literally just got done filming a video and I have it coming out exactly after this this live stream on my price targets for Coinbase and I'm actually interested in it as well. So what's your price targets, Jeremy? I can't can't give it away, man. (laughs) Come on, man! I can't do it. (laughs) I I wish I would have released it before the video came out. Okay, okay, fine. Under or
3: over four hundred. Bye.
0: under 400, but I have specific targets. Like I'm like 350 to 400, blah, blah, blah. So I don't wanna give it we away. We are not
3: getting it for 350. That's like private sale numbers. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You, you never really know, but yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll my see uh,
3: my only fear is yeah. that they're extrapolating these numbers based on Q1 and Q1 yeah. was $1.8 billion. And by the way, I think I speak for all of us when we when I say, all of our YouTube numbers has have been down 30% at least. But with Coinbase and with Bitcoin, I mean, we had a crazy first quarter. So I don't, I don't imagine a world where their next their Q2, Q3 looks anything like Q1. Mm -hmm. I I think it's going to be at least, I mean, 50% of what it was unless we get that bull scenario where in September, Bitcoin's going to take off and perhaps go to 100k. In which case, yes, then we can assume 1.8 or more.
1: Why September? Mm -hmm. I I think earlier. I think think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen by September.
3: By September, but it should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, is there something in September?
3: It's it's always just following the same trends that it's always done. I believe it's 18 months after the halving that's when it goes parabolic. Why closest to September? That's just that's just the cycles that that, that we're in.
2: You would think though, after a while that would be priced in already. People would begin to know, okay, September's a good month, so I'm going to beat it. I'm going to buy it in August. I, it's actually- I mean,
3: buy it now. <laughs> don't wait <till> August.
2: I know. I, I agree. But there's something that's called the observer effect. And when something is observed, the results change because people predict what it's going to do and that influences what actually happens. So I don't well, know. So every so- time I hear about stuff like that, I'm skeptical.
3: Okay, so I do think that by September, we are going to do something crazy. I don't know exactly where we'll go, but my my unknown is, are we going to repeat the same scenario where we go parabolic and then we get a crash 50% or more? Because I feel like at this point, everyone is expecting for that to happen. And since the Pandora's box has sort of been opened, and now we have all these hedge fund managers and all these corporations buying Bitcoin, I don't know if we're going to have that same collapse anymore. It's just people are going to assume we're going to collapse, but that parabolic... That thing's just gonna keep on going.
2: Listen, you I know, think I, I think for it to go to sixty-three, the natural progression seems to be for it to hit a hundred thousand.
3: Yeah, if well, we, we hit sixty-three.
2: There's no reason it can't grow to a you know, hundred thousand.
3: <laughs> yeah, it broke that trend line, so now people are expecting it. So we'll see.
0: Are you That's buying Andre? this? this I'm, just, I'm buying, buying every day,
3: every single day. Yeah. I'm no, loving no,
0: no, it. Are you buying
3: Coinbase? Oh Coinbase. Yeah, no, I, so I just transferred another 50k to my Robinhood. So I'm I have like 70 grand tomorrow to play with. And I was thinking if we if we open at a reasonable range, may, maybe put in like 10k per hour
0: just to see. Kind wow. of dollar cost average into it that that's way. It, but that's in, Dude, that's an interesting strategy. 10k an hour. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just to
3: see what it does. But I'm not 100% committed. I just want to see what we open with. If we open at like 500, I'll be a lot more reserved. I don't know.
0: Okay. So over 500 is probably you're not, you're not interested over five. Not
3: necessarily not interested. I would just have to look into it more. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm a little bit more conservative after 500. Um, but I don't know. Coinbase is so tied. Like if Coinbase is a proxy ETF for all the crypto world in the ETF of Coinbase, 70 or 80% of its ETF would be comprised of Bitcoin. So if we <laughs> get a Bitcoin crash, Coinbase is going to collapse. I mean, it'll be fine, but it's going to crash like crazy. So it's going to follow Bitcoin, which stands to reason that this year it's going to go. It could be a, a... thousand dollar stock by the end of this year.
0: Kevin and Kevin, you're only buying if it's under, I haven't got to see your video, but you're only buying if it's under 400. Is am I correct? Or are you, are you a little bit uh, different as far as price points uh, go?
1: Little ranges. So it's kind of like load the boat under four, you know, up to maybe 4% of portfolio five, five max. I don't even know if I want to put in that much uh, and, and okay. then like taper it down. So, you know, maybe like up to 3%, 450, maybe uh, you know, cap out like 1% at 500 but if it if it goes ridiculous and it's like five, six, seven, eight hundred, 800 it's just going to increasingly just turn into lulls
2: <laughs> what time yeah. do you know what time it's going to start trading or we don't Usually know it's
1: between yet. 11 and 12 eastern so, oh, so uh, you know sleep in then.
2: that's good that's good news i don't have to wake <laughs> up at in. in the morning to try to time this thing no probably, no no
1: probably- they try to go the most popular time they, you know, they, I feel like they, they, want as many people watching this as possible. So, yeah, so they'll watch, yeah. they'll watch the price action too. Uh, and, uh, then they'll let us know, Hey, this is what, what range it looks like. It's going to open up for, and then they'll just wait even longer to see if it gets bit up even more. Wow. It's, it's all a psych
2: game, man. Yeah, this it's, is crazy. Like, it reminds It's like the YouTube
0: algorithm for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early You know, so
2: how do you how do you best buy in? Because I don't buy in IPO stocks typically. They're they're, they're going to be like, like, God,
3: what's wrong? Should we change the ticker symbol? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Should we go Coin
0: S?
2: (laughs) Should uppercase or lowercase? What the? (laughs) No, but but really, what's the best way to go about this? Because I feel like if you put in a limit order. It may, maybe the, maybe it's it's not going to go through as if you did a market order, but maybe the market order gets priced at like six hundred dollars, something crazy. How do you? How I feel do you like do this? all the people
1: putting in the limit orders are literally the ones helping
2: Drive them the figure out how to best manipulate us because we're giving <laughs> them free data. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So how do you do this? Would you just straight up just wait for it to open and then just sit there and buy market?
1: I would go in with my, uh, my a pricing strategy. And, and if, if the price was within my ranges, then I would buy based on an allocation that I came up with beforehand uh, to, to try to you know time it perfectly on an IPO day, I think it's a disaster. Uh, I think there's a really good chance it's gonna be above my ranges anyway, and I'm just gonna be lulls watching this thing. Uh, and if it's not, hey, then then great, we get to go we'll buy a little bit of it. But uh, yeah, there, there is, um, I mean, look, Peloton, uh, not Peloton, uh, Lemonade. I was really excited. I bought Peloton on on IPO day. I bought it for like 55 bucks, went to like $94, then went to like $49. And then I'm like, oh, I should have waited. But you know, now it's at like $90 or whatever, right? And it's gone as high as like 180. Uh, Then you have Airbnb, never went back to its IPO price. You look at C3 AI, that thing is way below its IPO price, a firm way below its IPO price. So, you know, it's hit or miss.
0: Graham, yeah, are, I mean, are, it sounds here. like you might be interested in buying and loading the boat on this baby. You're going to be loading the boat tomorrow. What's going on? I like. Listen,
2: I like, I honestly, I like Coinbase. I've been okay. using them. I like Coinbase pro. I think as far as a platform right now, that's that's easy to use for beginners without like insane fees. I think Coinbase pro. I use them a lot, and uh, I'm a fan of the company. Okay, for that reason, I'm out. For that reason,
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. I like, I like Robinhood. I,
3: Jeremy, I, I, you can't you can't keep holding out. Come on, you're the only I'll, one that has not I, anyway. I, I
0: got a hold, dude. I can't ruin a video. I just spend all afternoon recording, man. I would rather I I just, don't, it. I don't I ruin I just ruined,
1: ruin a video i spent all afternoon recording
2: <laughs> Wait, I, mean, I
0: don't think it would ruin the
2: video for the reason that people would want to hear your reasoning behind this so even uh, if I you say w- it's like you know at 350 let's just say people would want to know why 350 and how yes. would that differ from other people's opinions yeah that's what i think
0: uh I would well, watch it if under 400 uh, is what's really really interesting to me okay. so um and then Ah oh, man, I don't know if I could go over five hundred. But the thing is, also, I also think about. I'm like, what What do you think is going to go up more over the next ten years? Voyager stock or Coinbase stock? Let's say Voyager is at four hundred tomorrow. In in yeah, you know, or excuse me, uh, not Voyager. Coinbase is at four hundred tomorrow, and Voyager is at whatever it's at now, like twenty five. Which stock has more potential upside the next several years? Like like you know, that that's kind of also what I'm thinking about, and I'm like. Are we just getting into the hype around Coinbase because that's the new exciting stock, but you know, obviously a smaller company can, can likely grow at, at a faster clip than maybe something like a Coinbase. So I don't know if any of you guys have done that much research on, on Voyager yet, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. that seems like a lot more upside, maybe more risk, but it seems like a lot more upside. I'll be honest. Coinbase has a great ticker symbol though.
2: And I remember <laughs> a study a while ago Yeah, it said yeah. That the easy to remember ticker symbols tend to do better. And there was a yeah. whole study on this. And if you had just invested in easy-to-remember ticker symbols, you would be beating the S&P 500. I mean, who knows I, I if would, you know, that's going to continue, but. I, know.
0: <laughs> I, I love I love when you hit us with that in-depth stock research there, Graham. That's <laughs> beautiful. But look, at, look at cake, like Cheesecake Factory. Cake. Yeah. Everyone really? likes investing in cake.
2: It's uh, cake. Coin. It's easy. It's uh, are not
0: like cake. Yeah. Hate <laughs> coin. Oh boy! <laughs> Actually, you know what the
3: black swan event to that whole market would be for me? DeFi. What if? What, what if we get DeFi? Oh DeFi. Well, what, if, what if we get decentralized finance and that takes off? What if we get decentralized platforms in the crypto world and they tr- they stop charging fees, they start working, people love them. Does does companies like do companies like Coinbase lose market share to those? dude
0: i I spent all weekend with a guy that talked my head off about how i need to build we we need to build or he needs to build a decentralized uh basically crypto exchange for for me and he's like talking my head off for the whole weekend and i'm just like i can't even wrap my head around it man i'm just like this too much man too much (laughs) What what do you think andre you really think this is like that big of potential like decentralized it's or? already
3: it's already a thing. It's not like a concept. People are already okay. doing it. The only problem is it's just such a high barrier of entry because it's more technical. And mm-hmm. Coinbase is just so simple. So I don't know if that does happen, that's going to be so long from now. So I guess it's not a huge
0: worry, but that's just well, some well, of the things say- about long term. Also, I think a lot of folks feel more comfortable, and I know this is weird for the crypto folks to think about, but a lot of regular people feel more comfortable with an actual brokerage, I feel like. A uh, bank account, you know, going through, you know, Robinhood or Fidelity or whatever to actually make their make sure. their trades, so. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the, the diehard crypto folks hear that and they're like, what? No, that's the whole point. We're not supposed to have the, the big guys be in control of us, man. Yeah,
2: until somebody gets scammed, and then it's like, why aren't they helping me? Why is there no one to call? So I don't know. It's it's all fun and games until somebody loses money. That's what I think.
0: Hmm. That that's dude. That's actually something I spend time thinking about. Is like the crypto market in general, because if more and more folks get invested in this, right, and you know, it just keeps, you know, growing and growing, right there's no one there to save the day if the market crashes, right? There's no one there to save the day. In stocks, there's people, the feds there to save the day. No one's, because cryptos are still the wild, wild west, man. If if the market just, I don't know had a bank run type situation, there's nobody there to save the day. And that, that's the one thing that does kind of scare me about the brokerages and just cryptos in general.
3: Yeah, the, the cynic in me wants to say that that's kind of what some people want to have happen. That's why mm. we don't have proper regulation yet. Like there should be no reason why the boomers haven't caught up and actually made some proper regulation. They're just like, oh, I'll let these kids play with the matches. And once they get burned, then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> You're jaded.
1: <laughs> but Hey, I mean, I mean, you know, the thing is, it's usually the new regulations come out after somebody does get hurt, because I think then you're kind of right. It's like it's easy for the adult to come in and go, OK, kids, see, this is why you need the adult in the room. <laughs> right,
3: the, pro- the problem with that theory, though, is that mm-hmm. something has happened in this crypto world so many times for the last decade. Nope. We've had, we've had theft. We've had collapses. We've had so many stupid things happen and we still don't have any proper regulation. Like in, what do no, in crypto. Oh, which crypto everywhere. Oh, well, okay. yeah.
0: Like, yeah. What, what is it going to take? I don't know. I think it's going to mm. take the masses to really get hit in a major way, you know, similar to like what happened with the housing crisis and, uh, you know, the banking collapse, it affected so many folks. And now so many folks are starting to get, you know, you see the Coinbase numbers. I think they had what, 43 million users uh-huh. or whatever. That continues uh-huh. to grow. Um, so I feel like if these numbers continue to grow and more and more people get in and then you have a crash, I think that's a scenario where all of a sudden you, governments you know what? I almost don't think they, they care very much about like the
2: average person. Like, so what if like, you know, Susie over here loses her $10,000, it's institutional money. I think right. when institutions start getting hurt, that's when they'll step in. But until then, pr- really prior to like the last. I don't know, year, maybe year and a half, two years. There really hasn't been much institutional money and in 2017. A lot of people who lost money. I mean, I could be totally wrong here. Seem like the more of like the mom and pop investors who kind of bought in, sold. I don't know. Andre, what do you think?
3: I got it. It's going to yeah. take a Sigma event.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, Robin had reference. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I got, I, I got the, uh, the stat.
1: So this is, uh, from, from Coinbase trading volume and crypto asset volatility. So the uh, light blue right here is retail and the dark blue is institutional. So you can see here back in quarter one eighteen, it was still pretty small. You know, was that less, that's like a quarter, a quarter institutional. Uh, and then it was closer to what, maybe 25% or a third. This looks more (laughs) like a third. Uh, and then we got pretty much in, in the, the end of 2018, we got much closer to 50 50 and then we've really been 50 50. Uh, up until now, uh, in Q3 of 2020 and Q4 2020, the last two quarters, actually the last, no, all of 2020. Oh, wow. Actually even more. Yeah. Look at this. 2019. Since, the end, since the end of 2019, institutional investors have actually outpaced there. Uh, since quarter two of 2019, institutional investors have outpaced retail investors in uh, trading volume. Now that's trading volume. So maybe not holding. But it's trading. Wow! I'm just trying really? to when
3: Jamie, when Jamie Diamond called Bitcoin stupid. Oh, that was 2007. Yeah. Never mind. I thought also, it was 2019.
2: <laughs> also, I just want to throw this out there, Jeremy. If you had yeah. bought Bitcoin back when this first episode <laughs> ever aired on Millennial Money, you would be up right now. I just did the math. Twenty-three percent. Twenty-three percent.
0: Dude, that sounds so lame. <laughs>
2: That's <funny. laughs> Dude, he he makes three times over
0: on Tattooed Chef. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't go there, Kevin. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, listen. Hey, in in cryptos, 23% sounds lame, man. I was just reading Bitcoin's (laughs) up 800% in the past year. Ethereum's up 1,300%. Here's a question for you guys, uh, specifically probably Andre, you know, because I think you're the most crypto of us. So Ethereum's outperformed Bitcoin over the past year. Do you think Ethereum continues to outperform Bitcoin moving forward?
3: Yes, I do. I think, well, I just actually saw a study in the last five years. If you had invested $1,000 in Bitcoin, you would have ended up with like in the mid $100,000 range. And if you invested the same amount of Ethereum, it would have been a quarter of a million. Wow. So it's so Ethereum has more upside potential. So maybe there is something to the argument with you saying about Voyager versus, you know, Coinbase, because it's Mm -hmm. always the underdog with a smaller market cap that has more room to grow, which makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a market by market, um, you know, opportunity. Cause I like, for instance, I've always felt like, you know, like if we were to compare social media stocks, I always like, like, you know, let's say the big dog Facebook versus actually like a Twitter or Snapchat. Cause that industry, I think you just do better with scale and like right. without being a one trick pony. So, but yeah, in this situation, I definitely agree. It's just nuts how much profitability there is in this space. Like Coinbase, I think it was, what, what was it? 730 mil to 800 mil net income on 1.8 billion revenue. The amount of companies that have that percentage of their revenue hitting the bottom line is super small
3: yeah so here's here's my the thing something i'm struggling with every day um seeing that bitcoin's kind of just has a ret- annualized return of 200 percent over the last 10 years yeah and it's hard to put my money anywhere else other than like when you know it's gonna sure one year i could lose 50 percent but over the long term it's averaging 200%, which is nuts. Like no other stock, no other company you can put money into is going to do that for you. And I don't
1: know, man. That makes it more risky to me. The, the, the so, more it goes up, the more it comes down. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, that's nervous.
3: true. But that's true. But like even Kevin, I, d- I made a video about this where it's like some of the wealthiest people I've met, and Kevin's one of them, they've made outsized bets. And that's how they made a lot of their wealth, mm-hmm. where they have one conviction, one belief, and they've made an incredible amount of money. And like how to many- me, I, I, yeah. I get Bitcoin and, and Jeremy understood Tesla. and or I'm sorry, Kevin understood Tesla. And, you know, he stuck with it. You had it
0: right Tesla. the first time, Andre. Jeremy I did. <laughs> <Tesla>.
3: <laughs> You're right. You were the OG.
2: <laughs> but, but here's the thing with those big bets. How, many, how much of that? I'm playing devil's advocate. How much of that is a confirmation bias? How many people take big bets like that? And it's just, it crashes 90%. And how many people took a big bet on other things? It just didn't pan out. Like, you know, Enron, Bitcoin. Sure. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other weird little things that we could pinpoint here. Uh, sure. they took a I'm big re- bet. And it just. Yeah. You know, I'm just talking about winners. Yeah. I
3: do agree with you. I do agree with you. I think for most people, they should just stick to broad market index funds. But when it comes to just making actual wealth, I've almost never met people who got that wealth being diversified. They've almost always made outsized bets into one or two beliefs that they've had. So, I mean, Graham. that's true of this group too.
0: Graham, to get back to your your, your question and your point yeah. you made a few minutes ago about when does a government get involved? And I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Kevin, too, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, government's going to get more involved in crypto is if it ever actually affected the underlying economy, because enough people were involved where it actually hurt people's wealth so bad. Um, And it threw the financial markets off so much that it actually affected the economy. I feel like that would be the moment that the government would get more involved and be like, okay, it's time for us to take over this and put in all these regulations. Uh, What do you think, Kevin, about that? Dude. You know,
1: it's one of the crazy things is I almost wonder if... people are so worried about inflation that they're taking their money and putting it into Bitcoin to prevent inflation. By putting their money into Bitcoin, they're taking it out of circulation and actually preventing inflation.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but the market cap of Bitcoin Bitcoin is so small. I just feel like to Jeremy's point, uh, Mm -hmm. or going against Jeremy's point, Bitcoin would have to reach Trillions of dollars before it even had any significant impact well, on the economy. But, but it's of. it's
1: everything. What what's the total market cap of all cryptos? It's like it to be like two or three trillion now, right? I mean, Something that's almost like that. absorbing a whole stimulus package, right? The whole uh the whole 1.9 trillion or whatever. And I'm not saying it's all there, but it's 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 everything, right? It's it's money going into housing, it's money going into stocks, it's money going into crypto. So in some way, it's almost like uh, money going to NF- NFTs. It's almost like all of these new inventions of things that we can invest in and, and speculate on uh, is is a way of of allowing us to have more wealth while not experiencing inflation. It's it's the most bizarre thing. I mean, like the
2: inflation readings yeah. today weren't that bad they could have been way worse yeah. kevin <laughs> but what do you think too about the people buying cryptocurrency as a hedge against inflation what if it God. turns out that inflation never comes and they right. and they bought all of this bitcoin with the intention of oh inflation could be five six percent and then it's two yeah what do you think is right. gonna, or do you think they're ever going to get frustrated or do they think oh it's, there's always going to be inflation just looming it hasn't uh, come know, yet think, any day now
1: yeah it's it's a it's a big concern of of mine as well uh, that, uh, you know, I, I, ran a poll on Twitter and I, uh, and I, I realized this is just the retail folks. I, I doubt I have many hedge funds and institutions voting on my Twitter polls, but you know, of the retail folks who answered my Twitter poll, it was like 48% of people invest in crypto as an inflation hedge. And so, yeah, it begs the question, what happens if inflation goes away? The Fed was right. There's no inflation. They raise rates to, you know, 75 basis points or whatever, and then we call it a day. And, 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 and we have, you know, 1.8, 1.9% inflation rates are at 0.75, whatever things are good again. Uh, You know, if that happens, does, does all of a sudden Bitcoin become less desirable? I think Bitcoin becomes less desirable if that happens combined with, uh, the opposite of what Andre is saying is happened or happens. And that is, instead of seeing these 200% returns, all of a sudden we get the stagnation in price or decline in price over and over and over again. And it just feels like that dog stock that just won't take off. Uh, and uh, then, then I think, yeah, slowly people could lose faith and uh, circulate out. I feel like, uh, I feel like we I have a small chance.
3: I would feel like we fundamentally disagree on, on inflation though, like what it is that's that's the argument is i feel like it already has happened and it's already mm-hmm. happening it may not be in the cpi but it's in you know everything else it's in asset prices it's in basic materials it's in all the other things so i don't know i feel like bitcoin going up in value is a result of that happening already so maybe I, to say you know, I mean- it may not happen doesn't make any sense because to me it already has happened
1: well, I mean, it it depends what you're looking at, and so inflation is like right. the most complicated beast ever, right? So, right. so what what are we looking at? If we're are we looking at used cars? Are we looking at clothing? Are we looking at housing? That's what I'm saying. We fundamentally
3: disagree what comprises inflation. And sure,
1: yeah, yeah, because I mean, definitely, I mean, look, and and even even though I say there might not be inflation, I want to be very clear about that because I think that can get very confusing as well. I think there's going to be a good chunk of inflation. And, and already we've already been seeing this inflation data over uh, the past two or three months, uh, as well as the next three to four months. Uh, my expectation is that we kind of go through this curve where it goes up uh, and then it comes back down. I think most folks who think inflation is going to be persistent, here to stay, think it's going to go up, and the genie's out a bottle and it's going to keep going and going and going. And there's nothing the feds going to be able to do about it until we get rates at 10% and the market crashes, everything resets, great reset, you know, back to zero or whatever. Uh, it, and so my belief is, yeah, there's definitely going to be, I mean, you look at even, even like container prices, companies are, are locking in container prices at, at, at twice the price on a 12 year contract or 12 month contract that they would usually, uh, that's a form of inflation. And that, right. that either get yeah. gets absorbed by the company in lower margin or they pass it on to the consumer, which lately most companies are reluctant to pass along to the consumer. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff has already happened. I think the, the big thing for me is what's going to happen going forward? Uh, that's what I want to know. I want to know mm-hmm. in September, in October, are we going to be having this millennial money discussion going, oh, damn, we're at four or 5% inflation now, like SHIT, you know, has hit the fan. This is really bad. Like now we got to start thinking about some stocks or whatever, right? Are we going to be having that kind of conversation or are we going to go, wow, what a crazy ride it was the last six months. That was a lot of inflation. Good thing that's over. I think to have it's that crazy. conversation, we have
3: to, We have to. sorry, Graham, to, to set some variables as far as what we can look at to judge that inflation. Because if we're yeah. looking at fed reports and we're looking at CPIs, mm. then very well, you'd probably be right because they're consistently mm. telling us it's below what it's like 0.2% or something. You don't but believe if we, them. If, if, well, it's not about beliefs. It's about like, are we, why are we using that metric? Why are we not using everything mm. else? So let's sure. set some benchmarks for ourselves, not what we're being told. So maybe we could uh, put it at like lumber prices and, and and whatever it is that we could look at yeah. and and compare from now until a year from now and then see what it is. But yeah, I'm I, tell you, what I, what
2: I thought was interesting, anecdotally, it, it ties into this in terms of supply chain issues. Recently, I've been looking at the price of coral. It, it sounds weird, but I'm looking at the price of coral for aquariums. And over the yep. last year or so, a lot of the shipping has been discontinued, meaning the price of existing coral out there tripled in price. Yep. Overnight, it tripled. Well, guess what? People were paying that price because they stopped shipping it. Makes sense. Now they've started shipping again. Guess what's going on with pricing? They all Still of a sudden realize paying. wait a second, people are willing to pay this price. There's right. not a supply issue anymore. But, but Graham, it's supply price, and demand. But <laughs> well, people are paying the price. And now that's become the new base, even though there's not a supply issue anymore. We exactly. could very well see that in a lot of different things. People realize, like, wait a second, I could get $1,500 more for refrigerators now. Right. Well and and that, that's the new baseline. It's not I just, just
3: true for coral. It's I mean, I'm shopping around for a refrigerator right now. It's insane. I like it's triple the price of everything. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, yeah I still have not got my refrigerator. I, I don't have a refrigerator yet. It's,
3: it's just right. it, it, it's so really like I don't actually, Kevin, it. my point is, yes, if we look at what the Fed is telling us, you're right. But if we're looking at da- other data that that I don't know how you can ignore, like other material goods and prices of mm-hmm. those, we've already seen that inflation across the board
1: yeah i think that the thing is i i'm not looking at lumber to say that i'm ignoring it i'm looking at lumber going of course, lumber prices are going up. Housing is so desirable to build right now. Uh, you Contractors can profitably remodel, reconstruct or build or add on to the point where they can increase their contract prices. And that's that's a form of inflation. It's because there's a lack of housing. But that doesn't mean, see, I think the big difference is, is that going to continue forever? Is that going to continue for the next year or is it going to continue for the next five years, three years, five years, ten years? And And that's where I believe, yes, in the short term, absolutely, it's here. We've got inflation. We've got these massive prices. Is that going to persist year after year? That's where where my belief is. No, that I believe it's, right. it's going to come back down. For example, the the coral thing. I I personally. Fundamentally disagree with with what you said, Graham, and and it's not because it's a bad argument; it's a good argument. You're right. Like, of course, well, you bring your supply to market, the higher prices, people buy it because there've been queues and people have been waiting for it. But what happens over time, uh, in, in in whether it's coral or lumber, is over time uh, more companies enter the market because the profit margin has gotten so fat. Anytime there's a fat profit margin, competition comes in. It's the same thing with Coinbase. People now see Coinbase's financials. Come on, man. Everybody wants to get in this Coinbase game. That transaction revenue is going to evaporate from Coinbase. Uh, it's, it's the same thing that would happen if Coral was super profitable or lumber was super profitable. Money, money talks, and, and that's how people start businesses. And then that drives prices back down. But that does take time. People have to be able to hire workers and then actually farm the lumber. So it does take time to come back
3: are you confident in that that's going what's going to happen because for example if we know bitcoin increased in price so much there were, remember that race the ico game where everybody was making their own coin well bitcoin was still at the top right so mm-hmm. like th- even though we got competition in the crypto space it's yeah. it's still i don't know
1: the, the whole crypto space is is very complicating though because now you're talking about People who are just getting started with crypto, they can warm up to the idea of Bitcoin. They can warm up to the idea of Ethereum. You start talking about these altcoins to people who are, who are crypto newbies uh, which, which I still consider myself a crypto newbie. Uh, I, I shut down. Like, I don't, I don't care about all these other coins. I don't want to hear about it. it, it it's, it's would something you, where it's just like, la, 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 you would know? You
3: it's, care it's, the, would you care the same way if you fully believed in Coinbase, you did a ton of research. Are you really going to do the same amount of research and be the same, have the same openness to discovering all the other potential competitors if you're already baked into a particular business model? Oh, I don't gosh. know. Not, uh, well, not so necessarily if, you know,
1: it's, if we're talking about commodities, it's very different. Like if we're talking about, you know, uh, a, a, uh, Doug for two by four by eight, uh, I don't give a crap whether it's store a B or Z. It makes no difference to me. It's the same stick. And I just want to build my house, pass inspection and be done. Uh, it, it, so, you know, it's not gonna make a difference to me going to get the comes, cheapest price i can if i can simple get
3: things yes but when, if, it comes to complicated get, things, sorry, when it comes to complicated things like coinbase bitcoin if i'm mm. a 60 year old boomer and it took me months to figure out this coinbase thing am i really going to try to research for for uh you know a 10 percent less fees do i really want to take that time to go somewhere else or am i really happy with where i'm at because i've already learned it
1: yeah, I, d- I, mean, I don't know, know. If, if someone uh, like
2: Schwab, if, if, if a big brokerage offers Bitcoin, you type in BTC and just trade it, that would be the end of, I think, a lot of these brokerages. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do think that as as much as it seems like there's a convenience to just staying at Coinbase because the fee is low. Look, I, I get pissed off when I go on BlockFi and I want to buy, you know, one Bitcoin, let's say. And it's pricing at sixty thousand six hundred, and I go on Robinhood or Coinbase. Uh, and Robinhood, it's at sixty thousand, and on Coinbase, it's at I don't know sixty thousand plus a eighty dollar fee or whatever, right? Like I get pissed off at the thought of buying it at BlockFi or Gemini or any or even Voyager, the companies with the big spread. That pisses me off as as a consumer. Uh, maybe maybe I'm stuck in the ways, and initially I don't know. But that as soon as that day comes, somebody comes over my house for beers and they're like, dude, you know, you know, you're paying a big spread. I'd be like, what? Really? I look at that. I'd be like, get me out of here. <laughs> you know, like right. I want the cheaper price.
3: Right. Oh, well, that's fair. Oh, by the way, BlockFi, to your point, I, I don't think I would ever recommend anybody to buy Bitcoin on BlockFi. I think they have a pretty hefty premium.
1: Transfer in. Yeah. 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 Uh, fair. Fair. Yeah.
0: Hey, but. OK. OK. What would you guys do? Uh, you gotta, you gotta put all your money, every dollar you have to your name in Tesla or Bitcoin and you can't sell out till 2030. What do you do? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Tesla. And now. I'm sure te- Kevin, you're you're Tesla, right? Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you're saying your all, of, all of my money. Every, every dollar.
2: dollar. I would go with Tesla.
0: Wow. I think I'm the I underdog. I
2: wouldn't here. The risk. I just wouldn't want the risk. Just I,
3: I, I think we're going to see the greatest transfer of wealth in the next ten years, just like every generation seen before. And I think Bitcoin's going to be
2: that next one. We've already kind of seen that, though. With, with no, the we the have illness. not seen
3: anything that, close the to which
2: was. a huge transfer of wealth. No, that, not weird, came, in the next ten years. I would say it was pretty significant.
3: It was. We'll see, we'll not, see if.
2: if yeah, but but here's the thing, but institutional buy, like wealthy people are already buying Bitcoin. I don't I, don't, I, I think if there was a transfer of wealth, it would have happened between the price of Bitcoin being a dollar and sixty three. Bro,
3: Bitcoin is at a trillion dollar market cap. That's a
2: tenth of what gold is
3: like. We haven't right, even but, reached parity with gold but, yet.
2: But but who has the money to buy in Bitcoin right now? It's people with disposable income. So I feel like the people, people have, have been saying that rate.
3: since 10K. People have been saying that about Bitcoin since 10K. Like, who has the money to buy a single Bitcoin at ten thousand? Oh, my God.
2: Right. But, Nobody. but if, if but for a wealth transfer, I feel like that would have been for people to buy into the dollar. And here it is today or even a thousand dollars. And here it is, you know, 63 times more. I would argue argue that uh, what we've seen over the last year was a greater wealth transfer than what we will see with cryptocurrency. Because I feel right now the knowledge is out there and people would be buying in, especially if they have disposable income.
3: We'll see. Give us 10 years and we'll come back revisit. All right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me.
0: Yeah. Andre, (laughs) like, you (laughs) know. If we think about bitcoin like most people just buy bitcoin nowadays at least the high high majority because they think it's going up and they say it's a store of value okay but does bitcoin ever become more than a story of i think it's going to go up so let me put some money in and it's a store of value does it ever become something more than that or is that just going to be the story for the next 10 years
3: I don't know how to answer that because that could be same. the same thing could be said for the stock market. Why do people buy stocks? Because they want to sell it back for later for more. Like, yeah, that's just how it works. That's how but, we human but, beings tend to function. When we invest, we want to
0: but, turn yeah, $1 but, into two. Yeah. But I understand that point. But at the same time, if let's say, we're talking about Tesla stock, we're like, well, because they're going to produce this many cars, the company's going to do this much. They'll be able to throw off this much net income. They'll be able to grow into this space. They're already are doing
3: models. That's, that's not any, that's a prediction model though.
0: Well, you can also look at what's going on in the real world today. You could be like, well, the Teslas are on the road. So I'm just saying, like, I don't think, I, I mean, I would say probably less than 1% of people are buying Bitcoin today based upon like what's going on in the real world when it comes to Bitcoin. Uh, do you just-
3: Well, well here, here's a good, I guess, use case scenario for it that I, I don't think people in the first world think about much because um, to me, uh bitcoin is is the best instrument to bring third world countries into an economic relevance so like if you live in a country where your savings rate is eroded by a corrupt government who keeps printing money then by buying bitcoin and holding your wealth in it that allows you to be at least insulated from corrupt countries like that. So as a use case for those people, it's very much more so than just a speculative bet of like, well, in 10 years, someone else can buy it more than whatever. What's, but like- What's
2: to stop those countries from banning it? If if oh, really they have banned it. Evaluate, Some of I them love. have.
3: You know what happens when that happens? You run the greatest marketing campaign. That's what encourages people to buy more. Literally look at any other study that's banned it. They people bought more Bitcoin when they when those governments banned them.
0: Hey, it, Andre, Andre, let me just make sure you said this right. You said, um, uh, a corrupt country that keeps printing money. First off, don't talk about my country like that, man. That's super. <laughs> don't talk about Jerome Powell like that.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's uh, not upset Kevin. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, Andre, What's you that? know. We go back to the 2017 argument. The 2017 argument for Bitcoin back then was yeah. we're going to all be using it for transactions, transactions, transactions. This is the future of finance. I'm just, I'm just trying to see does does that play out still, or is this still like mm-hmm. a very far fetched thing? That's okay, really-
3: no, no. That, that's a good question. So Bitcoin's narrative, I suppose, transformed from from a currency to a store of wealth. I don't remember what year. It's probably 2015 or something. Um, where we realized that to interact with it as a currency was just going to be too expensive because the fees got so expensive. Um, and so like, why would I send you a dollar if it cost me $3 to send it in transaction fees? That doesn't make any sense. And so people started hoarding it because now it's become like the digital gold 2.0. But within their, I guess, their their scope of what they want to do with it in the future is they want to start transacting with, with it in different layers, so like layer two. So like Lightning Network, there's other it's that's way too complicated. I'm not the best person to explain it, but it's like a different layer. So you're using Bitcoin as a settlement layer as a transaction layer is layer two. So I guess the equivalent is like, if gold is base layer one, we created dollars pieces of paper because that was easier and cheaper to transact with than carrying around our gold. So we printed these pieces of papers that represented that gold. So same case scenario with Bitcoin, you can create a second layer, where you have this currency, let's just say Bitcoin paper, Bitcoin cash, whatever, and you can transact with it. And once you're done, you close the channel and then you settle it on base layer one. So that's how you, you would use it as a currency. That okay. would, that would, that'll be in the future. Yeah.
0: Okay. I got a quick question for you and then I got something for Kevin. So uh, Andre, like, do you feel comfortable if 50% of your net worth or more is just in Bitcoin?
3: It's kind of already 30%.
0: Okay, you don't you yeah. don't mind taking it to fifty percent?
3: No, I'm I'm so I don't care about the volatility. Like I, yeah. I, I've been through it so many times.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then Kevin, um, you know, obviously your your biggest investment, I think by far, if I'm re- recalling, is, is Tesla. So uh, I saw a quote. I don't know where I saw it, but I don't know if this is accurate. Tell me if this is accurate. It was something like you said something like you're 50% Tesla and you wonder why you're not 80% Tesla. Is that, is that accurate or is that <laughs> no, just something Did thing you say that top?
1: Kevin? Oh uh, yeah, I actually did. I, I did say why? that. Uh, it's,
2: oh,
1: uh, it, it's something that, that uh, honestly, when I, when I do my evaluations on companies, I just like compare, uh, different companies and yeah, I mean, there's so many wonderful, wonderful companies out there. Like, I love, uh, my Etsy, my Apple, my Amazon, you know, whatever, uh, and, uh, much love to the other ones I didn't mention as well, but, um, there's just something about Tesla having, having its hand in every cookie jar that I care about. Uh, and it's brilliant. I mean, even Kevin O'Leary said that Tesla, uh, is, is almost kind of like an index where you just get so much. You have so many different uh, things that it touches. It's in batteries, it's in cars, it's in uh, it's in the energy market for, for like home energy storage and that, it's incredible. And every time they make a decision, uh, like the, the video I did on the Vegas loop, it just, it blows me away that, you know, I feel like 99% of Wall Street looks at that, that Tesla loop in Vegas and they're like, oh, cool. Okay, yeah, great, it's so the system for the, the, the convention center, oh, awesome. What they're missing is how this is totally a Trojan horse to the legalization of autonomous driving throughout the entire country. Uh, And it's
2: these things that I think are just so brilliant. So, yeah, I I loved that video, by the way, uh, Kevin, that you posted about that Mm -hmm. loop. I hadn't seen it. So you picked up a news piece that just, for some reason, why wasn't that on the front of CNBC or CNN? I feel like they buried it for some reason. I thought it was such an interesting video. He tried to do that oddly enough in Los Angeles. He wanted to go around the 405 freeway starting in Culver city and Los Angeles was like, nah, you, you can't do that in our city, Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm so happy that they, they said yes. And I think it's going to be a fantastic use case as proof that like this works. And just imagine if they did a, if they did a loop from LA to Las Vegas, oh. your car could be in a little tunnel like that and it gets charged along the way. And all of a sudden you could get there driving 120, 150 miles an hour safely with no traffic. That would be tremendous. I would be living in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) You literally get in your little pod, your Tesla pod. You could watch TV. I would pay, I would pay by the minute. I don't care just for the convenience of being able to sit back, relax,
0: and not have to worry about that. I love it. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, do you have do you have any um, cause I personally don't have any sell price for Tesla, like, um, you know, for the shares I have, but I have a very small position compared to you. Your your position's crazy big. And so is there, is there any price Tesla could be at tomorrow that would make you say I'll sell this stock, any price.
1: <laughs> there really isn't because I, I haven't even, I feel like if I'm gonna sell, I almost have to do like a sell. <laughs> analysis on a company because if if there's just a price swing in a stock it's it's easy to get emotional about a stock and sell uh but w- what i like to do is when i sell i like to do is sell analysis and go okay it, it, did my thesis change do i really feel that i have a better opportunity somewhere else uh with tesla i don't even think about thinking about that analysis. Like it, it it hasn't even unlocked and, and it's not something I even remotely care about. There, there are plenty of other things I could think about before that even comes to the forefront. So no, even if Tesla were $2,000 tomorrow, I'd be like,
2: well, that sucks. I can't buy anymore. <laughs> Speaking of really quick. I just want to mention dogecoin in 11 cents. Oh my yeah, God. That.
0: that is that That's big like- Graham?
2: That's huge. It was just at like it was just at like six cents. I feel like twenty four hours ago. So it basically doubled. Why did did somebody take it on? Wow. It's
0: what so what is the deal? Stuff. Why do some people call it Dogecoin and other people call it Doggy Coin? That that I'm still trying to understand. <laughs> Andre, you some people are not cultured.
3: It? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know why some people call it doggy coin. It's supposed to be pronounced Doge I don't even know why it's Dogecoin because I, when I found it, I was like, yeah, doggy coin. That makes sense. Love that. Absolutely
2: insane. In
3: yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Every God. everyone for some reason is like, is just is just piling money into crypto right before the Coinbase.
0: Yeah, uh, so oh, it makes me want to sell.
2: Yeah. Should should I sell all my crypto and just pay down margin? You know what, <laughs> by the way, uh, I want to point this out. This is a bit of a little conspiracy here, but I noticed Robinhood, when you go to their little crypto portion, they have Ethereum family, Bitcoin family, and then they have a little tab that says altcoins. Mm. And Right now there's only two uh, altcoins in that new tab on the update. It Ooh. makes me think that maybe they put that little altcoin tab there because they're planning to put more altcoins. Thanks, Kevin. They're planning to put more in there, and yeah. it makes me think that, like, you know, whatever they put in there, just just add three hundred percent to it, basically mm-hmm. over 100%. Oh,
3: a thousand percent! Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's what ha- that's what happened. Yeah. That's called the Coinbase effect, but it's going to yeah. be called the Robinhood effect soon.
2: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, I noticed I noticed that in the update, and immediately I'm like, what else is going in there? There's no way they're putting a tab there for two things. That would be sure. that would be stupid. They're adding, but, but on back that's something. Yeah. Sorry,
3: back, back to what Kevin said about just just owning 100% in Tesla. It's it's kind of like what Warren Buffett said where it's like your first best idea is never as good as your second. So it's <laughs> like once you really believe in that's one thing. It's such
0: BS. It's such it's that's tr- such a BS it, thing. It's, but it's but it's true in literally everybody in this room. BS. 100% BS.
2: 100% okay.
0: BS. Okay. I do like I found way better stocks in recent years than I found in my first five years of investing, right? Um, I'm sure I'm gonna hopefully find way better stocks in five years from now than I'm finding today. Cause like every, if I judge myself off a five-year basis, I look back and I'm like five years ago, I was a joke compared to what I am today. Five years before mm-hmm. that, I was a joke compared. You know what I mean? Like, and you should always be able to look back in life and be able to look at yourself. Us as YouTubers, we should be able to see a maturation process over two years and be like, "Oh, that thumbnail we were doing two years ago was so trash compared to today." In that title, right? And um, so, I, I'm a hundred percent in disagreement. Unless it's maybe like a business you're starting, uh, I could understand maybe that is like, okay, it's your 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 best business. But outside of that, man, investments, no. Like, if you if you found your first your best investment in your first few years like you 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 deserve an l for that like you better come along with some better stuff. i software.
3: don't know if i follow with that but right, okay i don't know if oh. i follow the logic I, 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 don't with I don't disagree with what you said I, I don't follow how it connects with what i said
0: <laughs> well you're saying your your first idea is your best idea or whatever Like no
3: no no not no, not not at all i said your your first best idea is never as good as your second best idea
0: Oh, okay, I got what you're saying. I thought you were saying like, yeah. okay. Never no, mind. no,
3: no, I'm not saying your first idea is the best idea. That, no, okay. That's not, yeah.
0: Your video feed keeps cutting out, Andre. We got to get you better right. internet, man. Hey, by the way, really quick,
2: I just want to mention before we continue, for the first time ever, we have 10,000 live viewers. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Really quick, if you haven't already subscribed, we got to get to 100,000 subscribers so Jeremy could actually finally buy $2 million of the Bitcoin if <laughs> you yeah. subscribed just keep showing up every episode. Every episode gets more. <laughs> so just subscribe. It takes you a quick second before you forget, because otherwise it's like you're going to go about your day. You're going to forget. So just thank you. Just subscribe. Tap that little button. Thank you.
3: Yeah. The, the way we relate, by the way, is a month of Kevin's income. So <laughs> every month it's going to go up.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. So let's go back to Tesla here for a minute, because... It's interesting. So I, there's obviously a lot of YouTubers, right, that are extremely heavily invested in, in Tesla, and I do wonder if it's people being lazy and not trying to find the next great stock, or just really believing that much in Tesla. I, like I, I don't know. I try. To, I try to figure that out because I mean, there's there's Kevin. You you know, there's people that are are have big channels and whatnot and are ninety mm. percent plus invest in Tesla. Yeah, And I just, sometimes I do wonder like, are these people being lazy and not trying to find the next stock? Or are they just that big of Tesla fans? Um, I don't know, that's something something I think about sometimes. So. I
1: think the more you stick your head into Tesla, the the, the more you just get infatuated uh, with uh, everything that can be. You know, I mean, people invest in these commercial EV companies because maybe UPS is gonna buy some trucks from them. And and you know, people put, with their savings into these companies uh when when you have that built-in tesla with the semi trucks people invest i mean then, then you look at in fairness you, you look at you look at insurance companies uh car insurance companies whether it's rude or, or whatever car insurance companies and it's like oh maybe i want to diversify invest in insurance tesla has that too that's not priced in oh i'm gonna invest in a solar company tesla's got that well, too see, oh i'm gonna invest in quantum scape tesla's got that too it's just like the fact is the the more you look at the success Tesla has had uh, and then how that could branch out to and, and likely lend success to the other products uh, makes Tesla so much of a safer bet than, than speculating on something that maybe will have an okay battery, wait, 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 an wait, okay
0: wait. truck. Wait, I, I just got to jump in here, Andre. And see, this is this is where I get into some trouble with Tesla bulls and I start feeling like a Tesla bear, okay, is when you start saying, you know, Tesla's going to be great at this, huge in this, huge in that, huge in this, okay? Mm-hmm. Tesla's still got to be great and huge in the the first thing. Okay, uh, they're not even a, a mass vehicle producer. So, as somebody like myself that's invested in the company, I say we still got to we still got to do this first thing before we can start saying Tesla's going to also dominate semis and dominate insurance and dominate this and that. We still got to dominate the first thing that which we haven't even dominated yet. We're 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 a niche we're a niche car company still in the world by far and away. And so we're still getting smashed by everybody else. Hopefully that changes over the next many years, but it's not changing this year and it's not changing next year. It's just kind of slowly going that way. And so that's, that's where I'm like, wait, can we slow our roll a little bit before? Let's let Tesla become dominant. And then we can worry about what the next thing they become a beast at and the next thing. Yeah, Your well, point. I think
1: you have to categorize them into the space they're playing in. They are dominant. In the EV space. They are number one in China EV, the largest EV market in the world. Uh, and so then they, they are also number one in autonomy. And when you, when, when you take, like you say, what they are already number one in and you go, how hard is it really for Tesla to go? Let's take the autonomy that we have now in the model X and put it in the semi. It's gonna be nothing. It's gonna be a cakewalk. Uh, you know, how hard is it for that battery technology that, uh, that they're putting into the new Model S, which Jeremy, I believe you've pre-ordered, how hard is it going to be for that battery technology to go into all future of their vehicles? Uh, and, uh, it, it, I mean, nobody has even priced, uh, right now, Tesla is charging us insurance premiums based on what's competitive in the marketplace. Nobody even considers the fact that Teslas are the safest vehicles on the road. Uh, they'll be even safer with the structural batteries. They'll handle even better. Uh, and the autonomy, it's a, piece by piece. As you go through it, Tesla becomes more and more desirable. And it's the same thing with the, uh, with the solar panels too. Uh, you know, whether that's the solar roof or the solar battery, the power walls in competition to Enphase. I want to pull something up. I just got an Enphase battery, Enphase versus Tesla. And what blows my mind is the uh, tesla versus the phase batteries these guys here i mean i guess the picture doesn't matter so much but what blows my mind uh about uh really just tesla in general is tesla is selling their battery uh with a larger battery for less money uh than what phase is selling theirs for and i have the phase battery I love investing in Enphase. And so when I do a deep dive, for example, on Enphase itself, I go deep and I see, oh my gosh, their profit margin is insane. It's through the roof on these batteries. That comes to Tesla, whether in the form of competitiveness or a better product, which they have a bigger, better product. I wish I had the Tesla Powerwall. I got the Enphase, Uh, we'll see. One day I'll add the Tesla Powerwall and I'll compare them side by side. But every step of the way, I, uh, you know, I do my fundamental analysis. My conviction just goes up in Tesla.
0: Yeah. I, I will say, uh, you know, to push back a little bit, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, cause you, you mentioned specifically about speculating in something else. let's be quite honest. Even, even with Tesla, we're speculating on a lot. There's a lot of speculation. It might be educated speculation, but it's speculation nonetheless, right? Oh, we're, we're going to, you know, have the huge insurance business. We're going to have a huge semi-business. We're going to be huge in energy. Sure. We're going to be one of the biggest car makers in the world. You know, this is all speculation too. It's educated speculation. We're we're looking oh, yeah. at like, but it's still it's still the same thing. You know.
1: Well, I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. Every company that we invest in, in in some form, when we project, we're speculating. When Kathy Wood says that, uh, you know, there are going to be five million autonomous vehicles on the road, fully autonomous with full self driving, and five million robo taxis on the road by twenty twenty five in her bull case scenario, that is a form of speculation. Uh, you get a lot of, uh, odds it, it, to me, it becomes a comparison game. It becomes okay. What are the odds of Tesla success based on the success that they've already had compared to the success of, uh, you know, what success is maybe lucid going to have? I don't know. I'd rather place much more money on Tesla, even though lucid could do an, it could pull a Neo, it could pull a Neo and return way more money than Tesla does the safer bet
0: is still Tesla.
3: Hmm. Even oh, at this price, I,
0: yeah, wow. Andre Andre. Yeah. Andre. I know you've been waiting to jump in. What, what do you got?
3: Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, but, um, how much is, uh, Elon's I guess, how much of a role does Elon play? Cause I know he's a very visionary guy. He's obviously very intelligent, but how, like without Elon, would Tesla still be as visionary? Would it still in the future? play in the industries that today it promises and how much oh. of the 4d 4d chess that that Tesla plays today is responsible because of Elon and if it wasn't if he wasn't oh. around that affect anything?
0: Yeah, I'll say this. I think Tesla's at a much better place than they've ever been. Um, but I will say Elon Musk w- was to pass away tomorrow. Tesla's down 20% in a day. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you know that was to happen and Elon Musk was just gone. Or if he just like left the company he's like no I'm no longer working for Tesla the stock's down 20% if not more in that in a day um, a lot of people are let's be quite honest invest in that stock because of Elon Musk in the belief right. that Elon Musk is you know one of the most special people in the world and he's going to continue to you know separate Tesla over time but I will say they're at a much better place there's probably I mean in times in the past like you know Tesla was not even in a healthy enough place where they probably could have survived without Elon because Elon just If he wants a billion dollars, snap his fingers and he's got a billion. Like people just begging to give their money to him, right? Um, And Tesla needed that in the past. They don't need that nowadays. So, you know, I don't know if you have a perspective there, Kevin.
3: I I agree with that. I'm I'm not even saying it from a financial perspective. I'm talking about the stuff that Kevin was talking about, which is like this brilliant 4D chess that he plays. And and, and is it his team or is it him doing that? Like as far as entering all these different industries and, and the strategies that he's doing with, Regulation and all these other things—is that—is that his doing? Is that his
0: team? Like, will oh, oh, be able to fulfill on that yeah, promise? That money yeah, well, most of it's a team. I'll be honest, and I know a lot of people that work—you know—at at pretty decent, t- you know, positions at Tesla. And, and man, these people are are brilliant. Like, they are—you know—some of the best of the best. And I can tell you, Tesla works their people to the bone. Um, you know, from several people inside the company uh, that I know, everybody I've ever known that actually works at tesla says they're underpaid and they work to the bone and uh they're talking like you know the burnout is is quite substantial but they also have a huge belief that they're changing the world and that's what keeps them around so even though they feel they're underpaid and even though they feel like my gosh this is like more than i would work at probably any other company They feel like they're doing something good for the world and they are inspired by the mission of Tesla. And that's what honestly keeps a lot of these folks around. But it's, it's most, yeah, it's not like Elon's like doing this stuff. Elon's just kind of big vision and then everybody's executing. Well, well,
3: that's what I'm saying. I, I, I know that they have a great workforce and that they're really passionate. I'm just saying as far as a visionary, he's such a visionary that like without such a visionary, is there anyone else to replace that direction and direct that workforce the same way? But
2: could you say the same thing about, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, Steve I, Jobs. I mean, people felt the same way, and I feel like the company has still evolved and uh, adapted and done really well.
3: Yeah, I guess. I, I, don't. I think it would be a lot farther ahead if was, he was still around. But I, I don't think they've innovated anything Maybe. quite, quite as much as when he was. You know, here's an iPad. Here's this thing that you didn't know existed that now you need. Like AirPods. <laughs> like, right. I like, get.
0: Yeah. Is that
3: so revolutionary though? I mean,
0: uh, yeah. Um, oh man, that that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Apple, man, I will. I was having a, I don't know, debate or a talk with somebody recently about that and um, how, you know, we were talking about like, when do our smartphones get replaced? Because as of today, like our smartphones are everything, right? And it's like, how long does this last for? I would say at least probably the next five years, but at some point, something's going to come along that's going to replace our smartphones. And it's like, who's the company to do that? And I know Facebook has 10,000 engineers working on augmented reality and virtual reality. And I think you know facebook's in a really good position that if they wanted to disrupt the smartphone um they could potentially i feel like apple doesn't want to do it because their whole business is driven through the iphone right and so uh but steve the funny thing about this whole situation is steve jobs used to have a, a great saying he said if you don't disrupt your own business somebody else right. is going to come along and disrupt your business and right. now apple's in this position where they got they don't want to, they don't want this to ever be disrupted, right? They want to just continue to make this a little bit better each year. Well,
3: that's what I'm saying. When you lose visionaries, you yeah. go the safe route, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So with Elon, he is a visionary. Without him, do, does Tesla go the safe route? That That's my whole point is, 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 you know, you lose, you lose the Steve jobs. That's, that's I, the...
0: I would be worried. I'll be honest. I don't know if, if Tesla has a number two visionary for the overall company. Um, if they do, I don't know who it is, Um, you know, their designer of the cars is amazing. But do they have that, that number two there that's a visionary? Not usually. And the reason I think it is, is because if you, if you run a company, you don't want two visionaries really there because you're going to end up butting heads. Sure. you want a bunch of and it's like you know, I i want people around me who are executors who can I can give them the vision and I'm like, guys, let's go do this, and then this person does this, and this person does that. If you got it, you know, if you got another visionary, you're just gonna butt heads. And I think that's you know, if Tesla has that person, I don't know who they are. I don't think they really have a visionary, they have a phenomenal designer on the team. Right. I can tell you that though. From right.
3: so that's yeah, so yeah, I guess the crux of my point is just saying a lot of what your money is invested into is Elon the person as well, because he is such a visionary. And I, and I, I hope he stays around for as long as possible. He's incredible. But in
0: a lot of in a lot of your investment, Andre is on hope. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay? <laughs> no disrespect, man. But, uh, but seriously, uh, you got to admit, Andre, a lot of Bitcoin investment is on hope. Do you disagree or do you agree?
3: Hope. Uh, what do you mean hope? Can you clarify?
0: Well, what does Bitcoin actually do? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Now we're going down this. Well, do not
3: devolve on me, Jeremy. Do not devolve.
0: <laughs> I, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trolling, man. Okay. Graham, come on, man. Tell me what Bitcoin does. Tell me one thing. <laughs> it, make, it makes money. It makes me profits. That's what it does. <laughs> oh oh man. man! I think
2: that's
1: one of the big biggest downsides right now of of bitcoin is that through this uh, latest uh, correction we've had in the stock market and and through this last year bitcoin's just consistently been hitting new highs new highs new highs and you might wonder why is that a problem it's a problem because the people who are investing in it i don't think are going to be a, a lot of the newer investors accustomed to a potential large pullback uh and i don't know what kind of margin there is outstanding what kind of lending there is outstanding so uh i I do have some nervousness for a large pullback when that happens
3: i'm with kevin i think there will be a pullback just like there always have been and there will always continue to be and we're going to crash upwards for i don't know how long that's just what it's always done and that's what it's always will do but like to to the point we said before uh I don't know. I just think we, we all we all are to some degree and to different degrees, obviously, are speculators. Right. Right. We're, we're making research speculation, but all of us at the end of the day are speculators. And I, and I think because largely because of our wealth and incomes, we can make those very like one sided bets because we can risk a lot of our money to, to, to do that because we'd be fine without that. That's why I don't, that's why I'm always afraid of like making my videos because people watching, I don't necessarily want them to do the same things I'm doing. I'm making those outside outsized risky bets because of my high income, because of my higher net worth. And if I'm wrong, that's fine. But with other people, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I would recommend somebody with $10,000 to go buy Bitcoin. That's like, that's not the point. Um, so that's what I want to be clear on is all of us to some large degree are speculators in our own right. Like like t- for Kevin to own so much in Tesla goes against the basic theory and premise of basic investing, which is to diversify. But he was right and he's right and he continues to be right. And if yep. he's wrong, and w- which, by the way, I think all of us will be at some point. We're not going to time everything. I think long term index funds, broad market as index funds over 10 years are going to beat us. I, yeah hundred percent believe that.
0: It's interesting <laughs> though. I, I will say, you know all of us um, you know, are still far safer investors I feel than a lot of people I've been fortunate enough to know. like you know Kevin even being, let's say I, I don't know what your net worth is in Tesla, but let's say it's twenty five percent or or thirty five percent or whatever, right? I mean, mm-hmm. other people are 100% in this stock and, and then you got the next group, which is call options 100% and then you got the next group with margin. And then Andre, you know, you're a lot in Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? But there's other people playing altcoins that are like, dude, who cares about Bitcoin? I'm trying to make 10,000%. So what's interesting is sometimes we even think of ourselves as a little more dangerous players, but man when you get educated on the type of people that are out there, you, you realize, Oh my gosh, we're, we're so sure
3: But those people don't have the influence that we do. And that's, that's what's kind of scary. So, so when we talk about, we're like, Hey, I have, you know, $10 million in Tesla, somebody might be like, Holy crap, I'm going to put all of my money into it since this guy has so much money. And I, I think winners like, like, let's say Kevin, for example, exist because in, in some large part, yes, they're extremely intelligent, but also because they're a mathematical, uh, inevitability, like winners exist because they must like, that's just a mathematical like guarantee. So, some people that win all the time just have to exist and they win until they don't. And when they don't, they can lose big. And so it's like, yes, in two or three years we can make outsized big bets in Bitcoin or in Tesla and be right a year or two or three, but on the fourth year, boom, you're down 90%. Who knows why? and then the index fund just crushed you in that long-term. So that, that's kind of,
2: yeah, that's why I always like over 10 years. 20, yes. you know yeah, obviously we need a 10 to 20 year sample size. That's yes. really what we need besides one to five years. Yeah,
1: It, it is interesting though, what Jeremy says. I mean, n- none of us, uh, and, and I can't even think of people on YouTube. I mean, maybe they're out there, but uh, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of, uh, content creators. So at least larger content creators who are. uh, all in on YOLO options, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying there's there's very little survivability in in the all in. Okay, we're going all in on the the Friday Tesla calls over here, or the Friday calls on that, or the puts on this. There's, there's very little of that all inness, e- even though we might have a high percentage of of uh, things in in some concentrated assets. Like sure. Yeah, 50% of my stock portfolio might be in Tesla, but it grew into that. It didn't start as 50% Tesla. On top of that, I've also got the big the real estate portfolio. So, you know, there's there's more diversity. And I think all of us to Jeremy's point play investing a lot more with a long-term mindset and a lot more risk averse than than I think sometimes what you see on like Wall Street bets like why why isn't why aren't the top 10 people on wall street bets making YouTube content every day about all their strategies? I don't know. Maybe because it's you're here today, gone tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not trying to slam anyone. I'm just, I it legitimately would want to know that person and see them on YouTube and follow them, you know? So I don't, I don't
3: know. Well, I think that's 100% true. And I think index funds, like I said, broad market index funds have a much longer livability period than, and and we fall somewhere in the middle, but towards the safer side, like Kevin said.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Graham, you, I feel like you're the, the you're the safest of us all, man. Well, what's preventing you from from just getting heavier on some of these some of these things? Um, what 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 like what in your mind makes you want to play so safe? Because I feel like you're by far the safest of the three of us,
2: because I don't want to take the risk. I think you know, for me, it, it's it's it gives me so much peace of mind never to have to worry that my portfolio is going to be down 20 percent tomorrow. Um, and, and I like having that foundation where I just sleep well at night. I like seeing that like little slow growth. I love just being like, okay, if I get 5% return a year, I'm set. Like that's all I really need at this point. And, and you know, to for me to take more of a risk for what, I mean, you know, sure. I mean, y- yes, I'll have more money, but at this point it's like, you know, I got my aquarium now, it's like I'm set. That's the Aquarian. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, I, I'm honestly I'm going at my portfolio, just assuming, hey, you know what, long term, I might make four to five percent a year, uh, you know, adjusted for inflation, I would be ecstatic about that. I would take that. Peace of you're, mind, you're, peace of mind, and sleep well at night.
0: You're going the the rich grandma route, which nothing respect. I respect. I'm happy with I'm happy with the rich grandma uh,
2: because honestly, I like, like even if my portfolio doubled tomorrow it wouldn't fundamentally change anything. Um, and there's, there's nothing anymore. The, the aquarium was the last thing on my bucket list where it's like, you know, that, that was my, that was my thing. Besides that, maybe at some point, nice travel, you know, maybe I'd like to experience that, like, you know, stay at some nicer, instead of a best Western, I stay at like a a nicer Airbnb. I don't know. A holiday year. A a holiday (laughs) There we go. Yeah, and, and maybe I upgrade for like you know the the room with with light in it. You know the room with the window. I upgrade to that. So I mean that's that's the only thing. So so you know I'd rather just slow and steady, and not actually. actually
3: you know what I discovered recently on YouTube? There's there's a whole genre of people, and this is something I feel like is on my bucket list, is of people who live off a sailboat. Like they just travel Ooh. around the world, yeah. and and they just just I, I think sailing I with some, yeah, yeah. I, I
2: would, I would love to try that for like, for me, of, like, like yeah, yeah. For a few months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Ramsey doesn't like water though. Ramsey's the cat. <laughs> so Ramsey doesn't like water and Bailey likes to jump in the pool. So that could be a, a dangerous combination between them.
0: <laughs> hey, hey uh, is your yeah, pool filled but, now Graham or what's going on yeah, with that? Yeah, it's completely, uh, it's completely
2: filled. The gas company is coming on uh, early May to turn on the gas. Right now, the pool is about 68 degrees. And uh, it's pretty much all completely done.
3: By Woo! the way, sorry to interrupt. It, it's, the channel's called Sailing With The Winds, like W-Y-N-N-S. Like, you'll get a kick out of it. It's just a couple <laughs> who travel on a, on a catamaran, and they just, yep. yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, dude. I yeah. I yeah, I know a guy that did that, and that was the first. It was a couple of years ago. I, was, I had it was like a friend of a friend, and and I was like, what? They're gonna just go on a boat for like a year, or two? and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, catamaran. It's like they bought it cash, like two million dollars or whatever. And I was like, what? And I'm like, what does this thing look like? And he showed me pictures and everything, and I was just like, way outside the way outside my concept. It's so
3: cool. They get to travel yeah. the world and just. Um, I want to so-
0: that that
2: in van life for like yeah, six for sure, months and life, just yeah. travel and I think just vlog the entire thing and yeah, just, yeah. A, just a memory book of, of cool places to travel. I want to visit all 50 way, states at some point. By right the way,
3: now. did you guys catch the new uh, accessory that the Cybertruck uh, that somebody created? It's called the Cyberlander. You should, you should look that up right now. Cyberlander. It's insane. It looks so cool. It attaches to the back of the truck and it basically becomes kind of like a tiny home
2: oh
3: i love that uh, can you can you throw it up on the screen kevin yeah it's called cyberlander cybertron
2: yeah you're giving kevin ideas now now the valuation of tesla just went up another 100 100 million bucks basically kevin's <laughs> new price <star laughs> is like, okay the more he looks into it
3: he's just a wow. whale by himself wow, wow
2: look at that so i love that this is so neat look at that that's pretty great cool. sink, Heated, heated, heated floors, floors, huge
3: sink. Yeah. Is
2: it a waste of energy, heated floors?
3: No, with no, potatoes? it comes with its own. uh it, it decreases the range 5% only, so. That's not um,
2: bad.
3: Yeah. Hey,
0: how, how could somebody do the math on that? Decreases the range only 5%. The truck's not even out yet. Come on, man.
3: No, the specs are out, though.
0: Oh, people are just guessing.
3: Um, oh, wow. it, it's so cool. Like, Look into it. I, I I may or may not have put a deposit down. <laughs> is
0: a it's like a cool like a cool, like,
2: Yeah. School or project, I feel like.
3: It like turns into a bed. There's a TV, Starlink. Yeah.
2: They're taking $100 deposits. No, no, on no that's, that's, that's the cyber no, on, no, on the
3: Cyberlander. Uh, lander. No, it is $100 deposits, but you could put down yeah. more and you would get up to 10 or 20% discount.
1: Wait, where? Where is oh on GitHub?
0: No, yeah. no, Cyberlander. They have their own website. What? Hey, they're not paying us for this, man. We shouldn't be giving a free All right, all right let's stop. Yeah. Let's stop. They're not They're not Affiliate paying. link now. Yeah, I'm we got 11,000 people. Watching. I'm saying, That's, yeah. awesome. That's a, man, come on, guys. Okay, so one <laughs> last question. One last thing before we um, get into the Q&A I got for you guys. Um, Kevin, uh, I heard you were being sponsored by the meat industry. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that somebody, somebody said that comment the other day, like Kevin, he's being funded by the meat industry. He's hating on plant-based oh stocks. It's just stupid. Why anyways, do you think it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so, uh, what, what did you guys buy this past week? Any stocks, cryptos, anything you guys bought this past week before we go into Q and A?
3: Uh, more Bitcoin for me. And then I loaded up 70 grand for the Coinbase thing tomorrow.
0: Okay.
2: Graham? Yep. Uh, I'm looking, I bought all, this. This is turning out to be a pretty bad investment. I I bought the dip on Fisker a little bit. So now I'm like, well, wow. I bought like five, well, five grand. I bought five grand more. So now I think my total Fisker position is like 36, 37 in Fisker. Uh, and then I okay. bought more, uh, S and P 500. That was really it nothing else was substantial
0: what about you kevin
2: uh yeah
1: the only thing i really added was uh matterport i added some of that because that, that that's been caught up in the spac wreck uh spac spac spanking anyway so i bought some <laughs> more matterport ticker ghvi but uh, i did also sell on friday Is it like 1.2 million dollars worth of stuff just cleaned up my portfolio and then dumped it all, a lot of it into Tesla, like 400 grand went into Tesla at like 670. Wow. Uh, and so, uh, and then the rest got kind of sprinkled out a little bit, but yeah, I, I found out because uh, I was talking to my JP Morgan dude. I'm like, come on, man. Like I got I got all this money in, in, in smaller positions. I want to clean this up. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know if you could do it. The guy apparently didn't know. He put me in touch with somebody. He's like, oh, just send me a spreadsheet of exactly what you want to sell, what you want to buy. And I sent him it. He called me while I was on a live stream. Uh, I think it was one of the private live streams. But anyway, I answered the phone uh, or I think I called him, but what, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, I just, I gave him verbal authorization and he emails me back a couple hours later and he's like, oh, yeah, cool. We've traded all those stocks for you, you know, no commission or whatever. At least I, I didn't think so.
2: <laughs> nah, and
1: uh, and that was, was, was done. So now, now my portfolio is really nicely kind of concentrated the way I want. You know, there are a couple other things I might sell. Uh, in the next few weeks, uh, in, and then I'll just dump them into some higher conviction things. Who knows? Uh, depending on the pricing, maybe that'll even be tomorrow when Coinbase happens. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Hey, yeah. let me just say one thing before we do Q&A. I'm so happy you're out of Tattoo Chef now, Kevin, because now we don't have oh. to fight about it anymore. Now that you're out, the fight's over, man. We can finally <laughs> move on. Just don't buy it back. Just don't buy okay. it back. Okay. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine,
2: right, what man. if Kevin starts shorting Tattoo Chef?
0: Oh, please no. <laughs> Kevin's video tomorrow,
2: okay. my biggest I'm not, I'm not short. gonna short it. Dot, it dot, it'll dot. do
1: well. You know, it in 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 10 years, it'll probably be at least 24 or
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Let's go to QA. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I don't know if you want to put them up for us, Kevin, here. A little yeah. oh, that's my my cue, right? Yeah. Okay. Who's got questions? Do we'll do about 10 15 minutes of QA here and then we'll wrap up? Oh, uh,
1: guys, good questions. Guys. Good
0: questions. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: only,
0: the, only the best of the best. <laughs>
2: uh, where's oh, the by you know, Jeremy? We got uh, Chef Kenny's last night. I don't know what that means.
0: Oh, nice,
2: they deserve so a shout out. Yeah, Chef, Chef Kenny's. By the way, Las Vegas. It's vegan food. Believe it or not, you can't tell it's vegan. So we surprised Jack and Alex. We got it actually on video. We gave them the food, and then we had them eat it. And then as we were eating it, I got out of camera, and we're like, "What do you think of the food?" And they're like, "It's really good." I'm like, "Do you know what you're eating?" And literally, Jack just gets up and like is about to throw up. He's like, what did you put in the food? What are you putting in the food? It's vegan. You can't eat it. Have you been to Chef
0: Kenny's yet?
3: I have it. Is it good?
0: Okay, don't yes. go. we'll all go together one night. Please don't right. go by yourself. It's amazing, but I want to experience What's this? It with
3: you. What? I don't know.
0: Oh, I haven't yes. heard of this. Yeah, there's a,
2: there's a new uh there's a new Shark Tank. Um that's basically coming out. I forget. Oh, oh, is uh, Steve Wo- I think it's Steve Wozniak is in it.
3: Oh, cool. Really? Why, why are we having our own Shark Tank show? We should have a we should have a spin-off.
2: We should. I would love to. I want That'd to have fun. fun. Yeah, it's called uh, the. Th- th- why, why can't I say? I think it's Steve Yeah, it's called mm. Unicorn Hunters. Oh, Unicorn huh? Hunters is the new is the new show. But That's I feel a like you show. yeah, but you can't replicate Shark Tank. I feel like you know, anytime you have a spinoff show, it's never as good as the original. It's got to be. Oh, I feel like a new concept.
3: We can help something.
1: Uh, A new streaming TV series called Unicorn Hunters will spotlight up and coming growth companies looking to hit $1 billion unicorn valuations. The series, which has been described as a a shark tank like show by its creators and will air on a number of streaming services, allows a group of investors to put money up for pre-IPO companies. Those investors include uh, Steve Wozniak and uh, someone else. Okay. So allows a group of
2: investors. So the viewers, so who gets to put the money up? I don't know that I was confused on that. To me, it, it the headline made, it sound like people can invest Like you could watch this and be able to like invest with them, That'd but be I cool. don't know how they would do that. I don't know how. They oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here in an email to MarketWatch, so-and-so said audience investments will be handled through a FINRA licensed broker. It, basically they're going to crowdfund so who knows maybe they'll have like an app that goes along with this or whatever
0: where like you watch the show
1: it it, and then you invest in you know one thing i i think about private equity is i think uh uh, you know there's i think there's a reason most private equity is is reserved for accredited investors and i don't think it's because accredited investors are smarter than non-accredited investors i think
2: it's when they lose their pants <laughs> they don't nope, sue right. like non-accredited
1: yeah. investors do.
2: <laughs> well, I gotta say now, it seems like companies are less worried about money and more uh, concerned about getting strategic partners in their in in the as an investor. So, because there's there's no shortage of money, and I feel like a lot of these companies out there can have access to money if they need it, but they just want strategic partners. I don't, but you know, maybe for for V's might be different.
0: Oh yeah, we, we got a we got a good question here. Yeah. Grant Keller says, how much cash should be based on a percentage of your net worth? So I always say 10 to 30%, but uh, what do you guys think?
3: Um, When I I was working a normal job, like I was earning 50K a year, I had 95% invested and I only had 5%. I only had like 10 grand maybe, 15 grand tops in the bank. Now I have like 30%.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like generally for most people 6 to 6 months to 12 months worth of expenses is really yeah. as much cash as you really need. I'm I'm probably too heavy in cash. Um I don't know. Like 15, What are you at right now? Maybe 20%, 15-20% in cash. Yeah. But you know, again, it's it's just it's a it's a peace of mind thing for me. It's one they, thing to have the and peace and of and
1: mind, but you got to have the discipline. Uh, you know, a lot of folks who save up 6% in an emergency fund, they blow
3: it. Well, I like what you said, Kevin, where you said the, the whole um, emergency cash fund, that doesn't apply to everybody. Like if you're liquid and you have money to pull out of the market, then you could sort of count that as your six-month month emergency fund yeah. if, if you're more on the risky side. so
0: Yeah, definitely yeah somebody says here uh, just just kind of a follow-up to that question somebody says why do you need cash just liquidate stocks when you need cash
3: that's what i said yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it's kind of dangerous but you, but you never want to be forced to sell position, stock when it's yeah.
2: down you need the money because yeah. chances are when you need the money the stocks are down
0: yeah exactly. exactly i mean maybe
1: but but then then it becomes a true emergency fund like if if, if you're like Oh, man, I got six months in a savings account, and I really (laughs) want to go on that Disney cruise. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I'll just just reimburse my my savings account. That crap happens all the time, all the time, because the money's there staring at your face. You transfer that money to your brokerage, you put it into Tesla stock. You know what? If that thing's down 20%, guess what? That Disney cruise ain't an emergency anymore all of a
3: sudden. Kevin's like, my emergencies are real. <laughs> Don't set your bar low for emergencies.
0: <laughs> so here's here's another question. Uh, it's interesting. Somebody says liquidating stocks to buy real estate, any downsides? And I could think of two downsides off the top of my head. One is if you've got a bunch of gains on your stocks, you're going to have to pay all those taxes when you go to sell. And if it's short term gains, you have a much higher tax rate. And then two, if you own some great stocks, they're going to likely outperform real estate significantly over uh. Five to 10 years you know
3: kevin or graham do you guys know the exact numbers for or maybe i'm wrong in this assumption do they allow you to pull out a certain amount of money out of your retirement accounts to fund a down payment or to fund for a house wasn't there like a there was a limit there's an amount you could pull out yeah. without getting I taxed
2: i don't know it offhand. Can't yeah, hear.
1: I think now with the, see, it's been changed too with the CARES Act, like now you could borrow for three years, like a hundred K on, you know, you can pay yourself back. Uh, I don't, I don't have a 401, so I don't pay as so much attention to it. I'm definitely not an expert in that. But yeah, you, there, there are exceptions for penalty uh, free withdrawals or not penalty free withdrawals, rather uh, like taking a loan against your 401 to buy real estate but uh you could also take margin out against your stock if you wanted to but i guess taking a loan out against your your retirement account would be safer than margin because you're not going to call yourself so i, I yeah i probably in order of priority uh, for a down payment would rather borrow against my retirement account uh than than deal with margin or stocks then i'd rather take out margin to buy real estate then i'd rather uh yeah i mean then if i found a really good deal sure i'd sell stock yeah
0: interesting okay hey uh andre question for you somebody said they said when you hire in that in 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 uh house butler or something like that something about <laughs> hiring a butler i guess you said in a video you're gonna hire a butler
3: no video editor what how do they <laughs> same, thing. same thing. thing somebody to you know do to my <Jock>. Um, yeah, no, I, I need to make just a formal announcement probably on my Instagram. When I do, I'll, I'll publicly announce it. I just dropped it just occasionally. And I, I sometimes get emails of people asking me when I'm hiring, but I, I haven't made it official yet. When I move that, when I move to the new house, that's when I'll be more ready in about a oh. month and a half.
0: Oh, a month and a half. Dang. I didn't know it was that long away. Andre,
3: a lot of, a lot of repairs and upgrades, mm, no, Not repairs, upgrades, upgrades. Yeah
0: wow holy smokes okay we need one last good question to end it on here guys uh we need something here somebody says uh has graham ever considered opening one of those big walkthrough aquariums oh my god
2: what do you mean big walk through aquariums you mean I, you mean I, like, I, like a like a you you know know
3: what is, like a walk-in, a walk-in closet <laughs> a walk-in aquarium <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. As 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 a kid, I've always wanted something where the room, like an entire bedroom, is basically the aquarium that you could see. Like, and that would be like in the middle of the living room. I'd love to do something like that. I'm talking like five, six thousand gallons. That's That's a horrible question.
0: Oh man, I, I can't get any. I can't get any good questions here, guys. I mean, somebody keeps asking about if they start mining asteroids, what's going to happen to the price of gold? I don't know how to answer that. Well,
3: actually, Better. that's a good point. If we discover a ton of gold on some asteroid, I've always wondered that too.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you? Maybe is that that's you not, asking? That's not out of the realm of
3: possibility. Like that's that could very well happen.
0: Okay, here's a good last question. Okay, we'll yeah, end it on the else, Starlink IPO. What what do you guys think about Starlink IPO? Any interest in that one or not really? All in. <laughs> Would you? Mm, I, I wouldn't
1: go I, all in. I mean, I'd have to look at the financials. I mean, yeah. same thing with like Robinhood. Like, I want to see their financials. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm bullish on the concept of it and the idea of it. You know, I hear it's a, just a big money losing business right now, and that's one of the reasons they're not public. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know why I they would, don't
2: do huh i would invest i would invest I probably i don't know a percent in them i, I think i think it's worth it to diversify yeah uh, yeah you could be like kevin o'leary in 900 stocks <laughs> 900. i'm slow i'm working my way up i got like 55 right now
0: <laughs> oh. Slowly. Aye, aye. Yeah, it might be interesting. I don't I just don't understand why they don't just do it under the Tesla umbrella. I think it would just make sense. It's like another component of Tesla. So then we could talk about how big it will be for Tesla in, in hundred years. <laughs> Same thing with boring. You know, let's just put it all under Tesla. <laughs> yeah, all under Tesla. Oh gosh. Well, guys, uh I'm gonna let Graham take us home in just a minute. But thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to smash as always and make sure you subscribe. And Graham, take us home, man.
2: Yeah, guys, make sure to subscribe. It's totally free but because you're going to forget as soon as you leave You're you're going to forget this. Just go and do it. It's really fun to do. Just trust me. Just, just go with me on this. Just go to the subscribe button, give it a, a quick destruction, just annihilate it, break the button. And you'll see just how great it is. It's such a fun experience. Everyone who smashes that subscribe button loves it. They have no regrets. They tell all of their friends and family and when we hit 100,000 subs, uh, subscribers here on the channel, Jeremy said just now, he messaged me that he'll buy $10 million of Bitcoin. So, so make sure this is, I'm kidding. But just subscribe <laughs> and hit the like button because it helps with the YouTube algorithm. The more likes we get, the more uh, YouTube recommends this video to a brand new audience. It helps us out a lot.
3: Thanks for having us, guys. Peace cool. out.
2: Thanks, guys. See ya.